Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Rhonda Farr and I am here talking to the million dollar man about intimacy. I think this is interesting. I was interviewed on somebody else's podcast recently and she's like, uh, and why do we call it the intimacy podcast for the million dollar man? Like why that phrase? And I said, oh yeah, it absolutely has nothing to do with the amount of money you earn as many of you know. However, most of my clients are super high achievers, super successful in the financial world, in the corporate world, many successful entrepreneurs. So if you've been wondering that too, if like, why, why does she call it that? It's because I do work with a lot of million dollar men, um, if you look at the bank account. But more importantly, I work with the men who are really prone to pushing themselves harder, to really achieving, setting their mind to something and really getting what they want. And why does that matter? Why do we need to have an intimacy podcast for somebody with that personality type? Why is it any different? Well, the way we view ourselves often affects the way we view the world, right? The way we view ourselves, the way we see our ability to create goals and solve problems that affects the way we view other people. Something that comes up a lot for my clients is they hold themselves to really, really high expectations. Um, It's so funny, like some of the things you wouldn't even think about By the way, this is not a scripted podcast at all. I have no notes in front of me. I'm just talking from my head. So I'm going to share a few things that I think are are funny. You might not think would come out on a call, but they actually come out a lot. One of them is like eating habits. A lot of my clients who are men that I work with, they'll be like, why is my wife so annoyed Like by the way I eat, right? Like I just like to eat healthy. And it's funny. I've heard some of the wives talk about this too. Like, ah, if you want some junk food, then don't take a bite of mine. Just order your own. Like one wife said, like, it was kind of funny. It's the joke. Like he finally ordered his own fries, right? Another one of my clients was talking about how his wife was annoyed that he took the carbs off of his plate and just ate the protein, right? It's it's so funny. A lot of you are hyper concerned about your appearance and your health, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. That's something that comes up for a lot of my clients. Um, cleanliness in your home that seems to be a huge one for many of you. It's so difficult for you to focus on other things if maybe the countertops are a mess or if the laundry isn't put away. This is going to be hard to believe, but that doesn't come up for a lot of people. And I'm not criticizing you. I think cleanliness is great and being organized is great. There's nothing wrong with that, but I see it a lot and it's a hyper focus for a lot of you. Now, as you might imagine with this organizational piece or even like the eating. So I kind of made the analogy on the one side, the wives are like, oh, why does he care so much? But also the men who I work with often care about their spouses doing the same, right? Like, man, why won't she think about what she eats more. Why won't she work out as much as I do, right? It's because when we see the world one way and we think that's a good way of being and we've seen that validation, those rewards from it, we want everybody else to start viewing life that way. Now, early on in life, many of you have learned that, you know, if people were kind of harsh with you or critical with you, it kind of bent something in you or lit a fire under your butt in some way, right? And it really did motivate you in some ways, maybe not the most healthy ways, but in some ways to achieve more tangible things, more tangible goals. So I want you to really think about this. 
when we learn somebody else did this to me or this harsh thing happened to me and that lit a fire under me and caused me to double down in certain ways and I began to function or create or do things in this way that I have received rewards or accomplished goals or external validation as a result of, then of course we're going to want to push the other people in our lives to do the same. Now, here's what I want you to know. Number one, yeah, you probably have created some things in your life because of that drive and that push that came from maybe some harsh motivation at times. That being said, it still does not mean that you do not pay a price and you don't have some really difficult things inside of you going on as a result of that same harsh motivation, right? But our brain will selectively take some of that out and just look at the things we accomplish, right? But if we're putting it all on the table and we're being really honest about it, we can also see how that sometimes drives us to try to put our happiness in other people's hands, try to put our worth in external validation and goals, right? It really kind of screws us up in some ways because we can't unravel our worth from earning and achieving, right? So we think what we have accomplished, we think it's a good thing, and then we want to push it onto our spouse and our kids sometimes without acknowledging how difficult it also is in a lot of ways. Here's the other thing I want to say about this. When we try to motivate through the same judgment that we give to ourselves, sometimes it really does the opposite of what we want to do. It can be very painful to the relationship as a whole. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about when um, I say that your wife often feels like she's slowing you down. She feels like um, maybe dead weight sometimes. And oftentimes the wise will tell you or tell me like, yeah, I feel like a constant disappointment. I can never measure up. I don't move as fast as he does. I don't make the decisions the way he does. Some of my um, wives who I work with, I do work with a few wives, will say to me like, He always tells me how it is, like how he sees it and expects that to be our reality. Some of the wives say, I don't feel like I can have my own experience without him telling me what my experience should be or what he thinks it actually is, right? And a lot of times we see this dynamic and um, sometimes it comes with depression on both sides, right? Sometimes it comes with feelings of a lack of worth on both sides, right? Remember, as long as the accomplisher or the achiever is being validated, then they feel okay. But if something happens in the marriage, the relationship, or even at work, right? And, and that validation is taken or they feel some distance from that validation, then they struggle with their worth. Spouses of the achiever often do the same thing, right? I cannot seem to make him happy. I can never seem to measure up. I don't feel like I have a voice. I don't feel like I have an opinion. And then they start to no longer trust their sell themselves. They don't trust their own voice to be accurate because they've been told so many times that it's not reality. I really want you to see this. When you are using harsh judgment on yourself... It gets really dicey for you, even if you don't recognize it. Then the second piece is, when you're judging yourself harshly, that often will eke out all over the people around you. Now, in business, I'll, I'll let you decide. 
all of you who are listening to me, have, you have a different business. Maybe it serves you in some way in your work. I don't know. I'll leave that for you to decide. But at home, when we have harsh judgments, when we see all these things with a critical eye that we point out that are wrong, where the other person is coming up short, where we think if they saw it differently or our way, they would be better, when we're constantly pointing those things out, all we're doing is creating more of a chasm in the emotional connection. You think that harsh judgment that drives you to accomplish materially might drive her to do the same. And what I want to offer you is almost always it does the opposite of what you think it's doing. Your brain has a hard time with that. We've talked about this before. If I see that I can use this skill set in one area, then I might unconsciously try to apply it in the relationship. And the more you try to apply it, the more you feel like you can't control her, the more you try to control her, the less validated you feel, the less desired you feel, and then your worth gets all tied up in it. And then we start to question, did I marry the right person or not? Um, Is there something wrong with me? Why am I still here? Why am I so broken? Right? Like it gets all muddy and it causes a lot of, um, a, a lot for you, but Also, the divide in the relationship when she doesn't feel like she can be herself, when she doesn't feel safe to have her voice, when she doesn't feel safe to be seen in her right, number one, that does a lot to her self-esteem and her feelings of worth as well. I'm not saying that's your fault, but her interpretation, and this is a generalization based on many couples I've worked with, so I want to be upfront about that. That doesn't mean everybody fits this model. But oftentimes for the wives, they start to interpret that they're not okay, that their voice, opinion, right, who they are, their personality, they're not okay. And then when we have two people who have their worth and value all tied up in the other person, who are not feeling a sense of love and worth reflected back to them, what happens? We start to drift apart and the chasm gets wider and wider and we keep trying using the old skill set and we create more of what we don't want. What's the answer? Like, how do we want to fix this? I I don't even think fix is the right word, but how do we address this? I'm not going to go into that too much in this podcast episode because this is what we talk about on every other single episode, right? How can we hold on to our own sense of self? How can we create more self-intimacy? How can we start to have some compassion for why we're feeling the way we are? Why we judge so harshly? How can we start to self-soothe? And then what we get to offer is a more solid sense of self, a more mature version of emotional connection to that partner. And we create safety for both of us when we do that. How do we do that? Go back and listen to the other episodes. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time. 